This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting live from Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Gaming and is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling for the heavyweight championship of the world. Are you ready? Wrestling fans, are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, from the capital city of the United States of America, Washington, D.C., ladies and gentlemen, All right, everybody, this is Top Rope Review on the Podcast Detroit Network. We are coming to you live from the Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Game. Activate, stop laughing at me, Will. I'm trying to do the intro. Activate Gaming <laughs> above, or above, above. <laughs> Damn it. I'm usually the one that can do it without messing up. So we're, we're in Ferndale here, and we're coming to you live from Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Gaming. And we are, most of us are drinking... Uh, some falling down beer company beer. What's the beer today, Will? Mother Cluster. I'm sorry. I'm Thank not you, Will. Will. Will's a <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Will probably would have said that wrong anyway. So I thought it was into chicken. So yeah, it was. I just know we, it's a new keg, so it's nice and fresh. So you <laughs> you have all of your your the normal cast of characters here: Wookie, Will, Mike, Bukowski, our Twitter valet, uh, Tabitha, and I'm Josh. And we already have a call. Oh, no, that's the door. That's Never the door. Mind. That's not a call. <laughs> and then uh, also in studio, we have joining us for this episode, we have Jimmy McKnight from the Ninja Starship podcast that's on right before us. So, What's up? What's up? Fellow nerd and uh, and wrestling fan. So I figured this would be a good episode to have him. Guilty. Well, honestly, you can be on any time. But, I mean, <laughs> so um, Thank you. we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today, but... Uh, the big thing that's going on today is that uh, probably about five to seven minutes, we're going to be talking to a uh, two-time world heavyweight champion, three-time WWE hardcore champion, ECW original, and current XICW Midwest heavyweight champion, the man beast, Rhino. Gore! 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 <laughs> yeah, so how do you guys feel about, uh, about our guest today? I'm excited. We talked to him... Two weeks ago at XICW, Best in Detroit, Yeah, uh, he seems excited to be on, and I hope we live up to his expectations. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, and when I, when I typed up the post, I said I told people that if they, they didn't listen tonight, they might get gored. So. Well, that's oh, not. Man. Hopefully that doesn't happen. I'm just really excited to discuss the different types of zoos he likes and the, you know, the kind of diet he has. The different kind of what he likes? Zoos. zoos. Oh, zoos. oh, boy. Oh, God. Remember that time Rhino wouldn't come back to our show because Will said stupid stuff on the air? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, also, uh, so we didn't – there was a lot of breaking news that we didn't talk about last week because we had Jay Adams on. Um, so this week we'll be talking about uh, Sting going into the Hall of Fame. Um, the New Japan Pro Wrestling signings or uh, alleged 
signings. Rumors? Rumors. I mean, but if WWE.com is reporting on it, it's probably happened. Um, we're going to do some, we're going to talk about the injuries plaguing the WWE right now and maybe what they can do to, to, uh, change that. Um, we're going to talk about Lita Gate 2016. <laughs> what is that you say? Well, you'll find out in a little bit. <laughs> uh, we're also going to we're going to talk about uh, Best in Detroit and uh, do some. Uh, if we have time, we'll do some um, preemptive Royal Rumble predictions. So, well, Royal Rumble is my favorite pay per view of the year. Uh, anybody else? I like it a lot. I would say WrestleMania is probably my favorite. But yeah, WrestleMania. Royal Rumble is probably right underneath it. You know, I think there's a lot of years for me to Rumble is a better year. 09, I thought the Rumble was better. Well, 09 Rumble was awesome because we went to <laughs> yeah. it. Did you? Yeah, it was in Detroit. Yeah, was we, it? Yeah. And we got custom-made shirts for it. It was yeah, pretty we sweet. Did. <laughs> really? We did. We were. I don't remember what they said, though. Uh, uh, we were. The front of the DX logo on the back was just like, what was it? <laughs> it's like, I'm going to like, do some Facebook Royal, Royal Rumble Find 09. Post it. Yeah, yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some Facebook research, see if I can find what it said. Yeah. I still have my shirt somewhere. Yeah, I, don't know. Mine's, I think mine's like a rag in my trunk or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, at least a full, maybe a size and a half larger than I was when we got those shirts made. I'm two but, sizes bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too, much, uh, too much pizza. Well, you guys remember uh, Raw just came through. To Detroit. Smackdown, the live show. Was it Smackdown, the live show? Okay, Uh, okay. It was uh, like a uh, house show. Okay. It was fun. Well, maybe that's why I was messed up because I just kept trying to watch Raw. I'm like, what the fuck? They skipped Detroit. <laughs> well, so we're, we're actually getting spoiled. We, we, uh, NXT is coming to the Royal Oak Music Theater on January 30th. And then oh, Raw, the actual Raw is going to be here on February, uh, February 22nd. 22nd. Oh, I can't so. wait. And Mike, uh, you know, that brings up a sore subject. Mike yeah. Yeah. went and bought tickets with his girlfriend to go to NXT and didn't invite anybody. I told no, you he the told pre-sale us. was He's live. Like, Free sales live. We make plans to go, and then he goes, "Oh, I just bought my tickets." Oh, Shelby, Shelby, Shelby already bought my tickets. She's buy her tickets I, so. I gave you the information for the pre-sale code, so you guys had a chance to buy it. You just you didn't. implied that we were going to go as a group. I never implied anything. All I said was, was pre-sale is live. <laughs> so, so yeah, social subject. So me and Josh are not going to there. No, I'll let you know how it is. Okay. <laughs> Sending you Snapchats. I hope. I hope. I hope dick. <laughs> I hope all the, the cool NXT people are, aren't there. You know, it's like just like 10 Dana Brooke Finn, matches. Finn Balor's going to be there. Uh, <laughs> Doing commentary? No. Uh, Watch, that's like when the Bullet Club debuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's God a big debate, though, it. that we had. Were they de- debuting in NXT or they'd be main roster? Yeah, I should have had Rhino call it 605. <laughs> 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 <Stretching> it <out> <laughs> <here>. <laughs> a little bit. Hey, uh, Twitter Valley, you want to give out the number and the Twitter and all that stuff? Um, well, the Twitter is just Top Rope Review, and the number to call in is 248-579-5295. But don't call until after Rhino calls, because we yeah. don't want to miss his call. One of you brilliance is calling. Trying to get uh, tickets for the Pistons. Yeah, last, yeah, last <laughs> week, last week had some guy calling, he's like, this is the number to get Pistons tickets? <laughs> Like, no joke. Like middle he, of the- he was asking for T-shirts. We were like, well, who do you think you're calling right now? Right. It was great. Interrupted our interview. He was calling 97-1. Is that what he thought? Uh, I don't know what he thought. The best part, though, he was just like, all right, well, I'm going to delete this number yeah, off my list. Of so he's had it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, I'm like, yeah, what's your address? <laughs> and then do that thing where you can like send them like cow shit through the mail. <laughs> like, a, like a glitter bomb. Well, he was he was all excited. He's like, well, we thought he well, was, we thought it was a legitimate caller because we had a good guest on. We had like we were flowing. It was good and and no, it was just some guy <laughs> wanted piston stickers. He, he, got, he called. He was excited. We're like, all right, he's, he must have a good question. We're like, like, hey, guys. Question? He's like, yeah. He's like, hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up? You guys doing all right? We're like, yeah. So we're like, what's your question? He's like, you guys have any Pistons tickets? We're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is a wrestling podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's good stuff. I went uh, last night. I went to Walmart. I got the, the Sting DVD. Yeah. And, uh, I, dude, that DVD is absolutely phenomenal. It's a three-disc DVD. The first part, the first disc is, is like a documentary kind of camera following him, talking sure. to him. And he's like watching, he's like watching the WWE Network, watching his old matches and stuff, you know, which is which is awesome. And he's talking about him. Then the other two discs are nothing but his highlight matches. Nice. And, I mean, they go all the way up to, to WrestleMania with Triple H. And it was, oh, man. Did he go up to the... Uh so they don't have the match with Seth? No. No, no. just the WrestleMania match? Wait, wait, wait. I might be wrong. I th- I'm pretty sure they do. Every big match that he had in, like, the last however long his career was, man, they had on, they had him versus the Giant, him versus Ric Flair. Well, one of the times versus Ric yeah. Flair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry, horrible guess. That, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to list all the matches. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was good it was though, good. man. Yeah, really really good. Worth worth the buy. Definitely worth. Yeah, the buy. well, we're gonna have Sting on the show next week in studio. Yes. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas wish list. <laughs> I don't know. I think we should put some face paint on someone. <laughs> yeah, just have someone come in, do a fake Sting. <laughs> I think Will. Jimmy loses his shit. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> He's a little shorter and fatter than I thought he'd be. <laughs> It's kind of old, I guess. Rackwell. Huh? Rackwell. He's not allowed to talk a mic. He's got the same hairstyle. (laughs) And the jacket. (laughs) Yeah, so there you go. Perfect. Do you guys have any, like, favorite quotes from any of your favorite wrestlers? Like, quotes that just, like, at least in everyday life, you think about at least once? Suck it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Have a nice day. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> used, I used suck it and too sweet, sweet almost daily. Right on. Well, you know, it's funny. We were driving here today, just today, and there's a sign that said, Jesus is God. And I said, I thought Foley is God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Wasn't that just like a misspelled like sign, too? It was supposed to say Foley is good or something? And I don't know. I, yeah. You're too young. Why am I asking you? I don't know the history behind the quote. Come yeah. On. That's what, I mean, that's what it was. It's... Let's, Basically, started as Foley's good, and then the sign started saying Foley's God. Uh, well, you worshipped him, so I mean, it, it kind of fits. He's one of my favorites. Hey, here's a question. So, uh, besides AJ Styles, Doc Gallows, and Carl Anderson, does anyone know how to s- pronounce the other guy's name from New Japan Pro Wrestling? I believe no. not. <laughs> not a clue. Not it, won't, it won't matter because they're going to go in, in NXT and get repackaged. So. Will they? Yes. L- looks like his last name is Nakamura. So I we think can it's just Nakamura. Yeah. AJ Nakamura. Styles is either be known as AJ or is going to be known as Styles. That's <laughs> <laughs> just last names or first names. <laughs> or he's going to be J Styles. What do you guys think about that? We were talking about that a couple weeks ago. Like how they, you know, no one can have, like, it's like, it's not Antonio Cesaro. It's just Cesaro. It's not Adrian oh, just Neville. One it's name. just Neville. Like, why? I think it takes away from the, the oomph of the presentation. 
You know, like the, it's like the, the second name or the just the single name. You know, if you call them two names, you know that just that beefs them up that much more, especially in that kind of thing. And I, I, I know I'm a broken record about Randy, okay? But when they introduced Randy, it was the Macho Man Randy Savage. He had four yeah, fucking names. Yeah, no one has nicknames anymore. What's the deal with that? They do. Uh, they, they're just not as big. Because you have, you know. The man gravity forgot, um, Neville. Yeah, I know. guess so. Randy Orton, you know, is is the Viper Randy Orton. I don't yeah, know. I feel do. like they back do. in the day, everyone had a nickname. They all did, dude. Then when you're Triple H, you have five nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> King of Kings. Cerebral Assassin. Cerebral Assassin, yeah. That's the one you tried to say. I thought you said the Sleepy Assassin. He's the game. I never understood that one. It's time to play the game, man. Yeah. Yeah, how do you not understand How do you not understand that? Yeah. That's like the most clearest one. Uh, I'm with you. It's the, I, I, I didn't think it made sense. No, no, I'm like, the game. I'm, I agree with him. I'm just giving shit. <laughs> it's time well, to play the game. Like he's calling in. Oh. oh. Go for it, Will. Hey, how's it going tonight, Rhino? Good. How are you? Uh, we're doing pretty good, man. You are currently live on the Podcast Detroit Network on Top oh, Rope sweet. Review. Welcome to the show. I didn't know we were live. I thought we were going to a little uh, segue into it, introduction. <laughs> oh, no, we're live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, I... I All right, I'll, cool. I'll, actually, I'll, uh, actually, I thought I was calling Chinese takeout. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I will well, be honest with live you. Live radio, yeah. what? <laughs> I'll be honest with you and tell you that every once in a while we have some technical difficulties right when we start. So I didn't want you uh-huh. to be trying to call in and then we're like, we can't get you. So I figured I'd give you a little buffer and then that way we knew we had you. Because, you know, yeah. I don't want to waste anybody's time. So, All right, so how, how you doing tonight? How's the boat? Good, good. She's coming along. Uh, she's doing good. You know, a lot of a lot of work, but uh, hopefully she'll be ready for the water this year. I you you talked about the boat when I was talking to you the other day, so I wanted to give the boat a little plug for you. I, I know working <laughs> on a boat's a lot of hard work, so it's it, it's a passion. You know, it's a passion. So <laughs> unfortunately, uh, it's uh, the boat next to mine caught fire and uh, did some damage to mine. Um, but insurance was fair, and then uh, the guy that owns the fiberglass shop is allowing my brothers and I to uh, do some work on that, and, you know, we're helping him out. You know, he's a little understaffed as far as employees, so, um, you know, he needs a hand here and there. So, but anyways, yeah, it, it all worked out, so. You were a true journeyman. Press for the rest yeah, of the day, yeah. bolt replay maker at <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well so- it's funny because here's, Here's the thing. Everybody thinks like, you know, like, you know, I've never done anything like this. It's like for years, I mean, before you, you know, a lot of wrestlers are like this too. A lot of people, you know, uh, are like this, you know, before they get their career started, they have to, you know, work two, three jobs. And, you know, it's not always a job, you know, that involves their career. So, you know, I've, I've done a lot of manual labor stuff and, you know, I've worked on cars. I've, you know, done, uh, landscape work, drywall work, you know, I mean, you name it. And plus, you know, being a homeowner, you have to learn how to do a lot of that stuff so you're not forking out, uh, you know, cash left and right, you know. You can save some money. And, you know, so I'm I'm laying fiberglass. I'm doing this. I'm, you know, cutting out sections of the deck. And, you know, and he's like, you know, you pick up things so well. It's like, 
I have owned this thing for 15 years. <laughs> I kind of know my way around it a little bit, and I have done. Like, he asked me one time, he goes, have you ever done anything, you know, like this? It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try shoving, shoveling rocks up a hill all day for eight hours. That was a landscape job. <laughs> that wasn't fun, you know, trying to get them up and down the hill and, you know, because they didn't want the hill just all bare. They wanted to build, like, you know, steps and shoveling rocks and, oh, that's grueling, you know. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I've, I've done a few things in my life, you know. I didn't just wake up and, you know, say I wanted to be a pro wrestler and, you know, start shaving my legs and standing. <laughs> you know, I have gotten my hands dirty before. <laughs> he's, he's seen some things. <laughs> what did make you yeah. actually want to take the jump into professional wrestling, man? You were saying you didn't just wake up one day. What actually set you onto the path of wrestling? Well, I figured I liked shaving my legs. <laughs> 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 I mean, 20 years ago, people looked at you a little differently when you shaved your leg. No, um, actually, uh, you know, I was I was a fan as a kid, and it's something that I always, you know, I thought would be cool to do. And, uh, you know, I started wrestling in school, and and then, uh, you know, I played football, and, you know, through the city league and, you know, the junior high and then the high school, and, you know, so, um, so it's one of those things where, you know, I, I did play sports. I was involved in sports, and I like sports because it teaches you discipline. You know, and it teaches you how to get up when you uh, get knocked down. You know, so. But anyways, and then you know, it's like okay, well, I you know, I'm gonna give this a shot, and uh, it's just certain things you know happen at the right time. Like I heard about, I was thinking about doing it, and then. This guy was telling me how a uh, school opened up in Windsor and how Al Snow had a school in Lima and uh, Windsor was closer. So, you know, and, you know, obviously I had to make those steps and make the calls and, you know, and, and go and do it. And, you know, so, but anyways, yeah. So that's what really got me started being a big fan. How, how old were you when you started your training? Uh, I was actually 18, I think. Or, yeah, 18 when I started training. And then I turned 19. So I had my first match. It'll be 21 years, uh, March 10th of this year. Oh, yeah, wow. So my career Happy will be enough to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. You got to love it when you're in the locker room and, you know, some of the young talents asking you, you know, on independence. And that's one thing I like about my career now. I get to do a lot of independence. And I don't look at the independence as, oh, you know, I've got to do independence. I look at independence as you get to have more one-on-one time with the fans because it's more of an intimate setting, um, you know, and you can go do the show, you know, do the signings and all that stuff and, you know, at the gimmick table. And, uh, you know, you, you get to hear what they like, what they don't like, you know, that's going on in the wrestling business. And you have that connection of that passion for, you know, uh, wrestling. So, so that's one thing I like. Um, and then, you know, and helping out the younger generation, you know, and, uh, it's funny because, you know, I'll start talking to some of these guys and I'm like, how old are you? You know, and they're like 19 or 20. And I'm like, my career is older than you, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So, but, uh, I, I get a kick out of it and they, usually chuckle, you know, men and women, you know, that I help out, so give advice and, 
Yeah, I always tell them, you know, it, it may work for you, it may not, you know. So figure here's a couple tips, and you figure it out, you know. So. So what's what's your what's your number one piece of advice for someone who wants to break into wrestling or someone maybe who's who's just started and is and is working in the indies? Um, if you're working in the indies, yeah. quit. Um, if you're thinking about doing it, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. If you're thinking about if you're on the indies, you know, train, uh, eat right, um, you know, learn, um, look up someone to make good outfits. Um, always think of, don't really get your heart set on a character, maybe a nickname, work on your style, you know, um, watch the kicks to the head because, you know, like WWE and, uh, TNA and uh, a lot of the bigger companies are staring away from that because of concussions, you know, um, you know, guys that have, uh, gotten concussions from Bret Hart. I remember when he got kicked in the head. Um, you know, years ago, I think it was 98, you know, and then, you know, the whole thing with, uh, football, you know, concussions. Um, I know a lot of, uh, I've been that way since 2001, like, Hey, don't hit me in the head. <laughs> not because, not because I'm a jerk. Cause at that time it was my neck, you know, and after surgery, I didn't want to go through it again. So, um, I tell a lot of, a lot of talent, you know, um, Moving forward in the future, you know, um, a lot of the, that stuff will be eliminated. So, you know, um, and plus, um, you know, in uh, amateur wrestling, you don't see guys doing, you know, hensiguries and, you know, or kicks to the head or whatever they call the, the moves where you kick them to the head. So, but anyway, or kick guys in the head. So, you know, and, and because it's like I watched the guy. Uh, you know, and like every other thing was a kick to the head. And I'm like, you know, your whole, you know, I go, don't do that. He goes, well, that's basically all I do. I'm like, learn how to, you know, tackle a guy, learn how to throw a hip toss, you know, learn how to entertain. Yeah. What's he going to do in 10 years when they outlaw his whole move set? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. So. But anyways, you know, and just in, in, and have fun and try to work on being a good entertainer, you know. So whether it's, you know, through moves, through entertaining, you know, try to have that whole package. You, you brought up a good point about uh, people not getting kind of too attached to a certain character. You're name. reading my mind. Well. Um, <laughs> how, before you went by Rhino, was there anything else you went by for a while? Or how did you end up with the gimmick of Rhino? Um. Well, geez, it, it really it was a nickname, you know, because uh, Terrence is my real name, and that's really not going to sell really well on a poster, you know. It's like, oh, let's go watch Terrence wrestle. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, but uh, so I wrestled as Terry Richards, you know, because I didn't really want to focus on a name or a character, you know. And, I mean, if you're doing something that works, you know, keep going with it, you know, and taking it to another level, like the guy Grado over overseas. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but uh, he works for a company called Insane Championship Wrestling out of Scotland, and he works all over Europe and stuff, and I think he's been over here. But the guy's fabulous, you know. He's just, I mean, he's entertaining. He's entertaining. He's great. He uh, He's not in, like, muscular shape, 
but he's in shape, you know, where he can go out there and go. And uh, he's just so entertaining, you know. And uh, anyways, uh, you know, but he found something that really works for him, you know. And so if something's really starting to take off and sell, you know, keep going with it, you know. So, but don't get your heart set on, okay, I've got to get this over and get this over and get this over. You know what I mean? If your character is like a biker character, I get it. Work, work on that and have fun with it. But don't limit yourself from trying to learn moves and all that stuff because they might see a look in you but want you to do something else. And now you've only, you know, uh, now you're like, you don't want to typecast yourself. You know what I mean? So Definitely if that not. makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> and you could be like Sami Zayn who is El Generico for mm-hmm. however long on the indies had built this career and then he got signed by WWE and now he's Sami yeah. Zayn. <laughs> Yeah, but see, with him as uh, El Generico, that was working. They just changed his name and his gimmick, but he he also wrestled too as El Generico, so he could he could he and he was able to make that transition. You know what I mean? So just don't think, okay, my character only punches and kicks, and that's all I need to do. And they might, you know, they might say, hey, we want to give you a shot. But we want you to wrestle a little bit more. And they're like, well, I never wrestled. I just punch and kick. You lose yeah. maybe an opportunity. You know, you, you see what I'm getting at? Oh, totally, yeah. Was there, it's more yeah. than a name. Was there, any, was there ever any talk when you kind of signed with WB first time or even this more recent um, time of NXT that they talked about maybe trying to change your gimmick up or having you go by a different name? No, um, I, at first, uh, when I first signed, they wanted to try and change it. They thought about uh, Juggernaut, and they thought about uh, uh, Edge. He remembered the the best one he thought it was Juggernaut, and the worst one, Mary. I don't <laughs> know the thought of Mary, but anyways. And then they thought about, you know, there were just ideas kicking around, you know, so... Anyways, they own the rights to the RHYNO, and I own the rights to the RHINO. So, and then like all the other stuff, like uh, Gore, 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 and all that, you know. But it, like technically, right now, um, I just work with them, uh, you know, here and there. I'm not under contract, you know. So, but if like for example, if I have an independent booking, and they ask me, you know, hey, are you open on this date? Um, and I'm booked for an independent show, uh, they won't ask me to cancel, So, which is very good. You know, when I did, I think I was with NXT for like eight or nine months, and there's a couple live events they wanted me to do with NXT, and I was already booked, and, uh, you know, and I didn't do the NXT dates, you know, because they they look at it this way. If a promoter's going to, even on an independent level, if they're going to spend the money on advertising this, this, and this, you know, they want to come through with that. You know, same thing with uh, Vince McMahon and Ultimate Warrior on that SummerSlam where um, Warrior said he owed him this money and he wanted it before he went out. And I mean, I don't know the story of it. You know, if he did owe money or if he didn't, um, you know, and people were like, oh, well, why are you even, you know, sending Warrior out, out there? Just tell him, you know, get rid of him, you know, don't pay him the money. And then Vince is like, no, I, I promised the people, I promoted... I promoted him. If I don't come through in the long run, he's going to lose more than that because you'll lose the trust in the fans. So if you promote someone, come through with that. 
you know, afterwards you don't have to use them anymore, which he didn't. Um, well, he fired them right after that. But uh, if you watch that DVD, the first one they came out with was The Ultimate Warrior. Vince explains that, you know. Now, if there's a family emergency or something like that, then obviously that's understandable and the fans understand that. But if you're gearing up for, you know, a SummerSlam or, a, you know, a pay-per-view and you're expecting to see this match and at the last minute, you know, you're not going to get that match, you're going to be upset, you know, and you're not going to put your trust in maybe buying the next pay-per-view. So, totally. But anyways, and that's the same thing with independence, you know. A lot of people look forward to going there and watching and seeing a match and, you know, that's advertised and when they don't get that, they lose the trust in the promotion. No matter how big or small the promotion is, you know, people look forward to seeing some matches and you have to come through with what you promote. Yeah, and it works and it works well too. Be, uh, you know, like not only do the, I think I think the fans walk out of the 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 indie the indie shows, you know, uh, losing trust in the promoter, but then they also want you know you might lose trust in the performer that you know didn't show. Yeah, for you know, sure. They, the fans don't know you know what exactly happened. So yeah, for sure, and that's one thing you know I take pride in. Out of twenty one years, I've only missed three shows. Wow, one impressive. was uh, for WWE. It was a house show. Um, there was a problem. We were flying. I was flying to uh, the show, and it was the first night of the loop, and we had to land in Green Bay, and there was an issue with the plane. We couldn't get another plane. So, anyways, long story short, I couldn't make the show. It was a live event. And then there was another one. Um, I was booked for TNA, and then uh, it was travel, and then because uh, um, there was a snowstorm and stuff. And then the third one was for a buddy of mine. Um, was the only independent I booked uh, or I uh, um, missed. And uh, anyways, last minute something came up, and I made it up to him. So, and Dreamer was able to fill in for me. So, but out of 21 years and all the independents and all the shows I do, uh, I, I take pride in that record. You know, so that's pretty impressive. And I have a, and I have a very good system where um, I don't double book myself. So one time I double booked myself, um, and uh, but the one promoter didn't start uh, advertising me, so it wasn't you know so it wasn't an issue, you know it was caught very soon. So, but anyways, yeah, and I I, I, I take pride in my system. I take pride, you know, like the old saying goes, nobody works harder for you than you, you know. So I, I that's why a lot of people go, oh, do you have an agent? Do you have anybody do your bookings? It's like, no, I do my own bookings. That way there's no double booking. That way there's no, you know, fuss, no muss. And that way, you know, everybody, you know, you're always on the same page, you know, with the promoters. They cut out the middle, man. Yep, yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. So I, I'm, I, you might have touched on this, but how, so I feel like your arrangement with NXT is is relatively unique as far as, you know, what we know about uh, people working for WWE. How how did that come about? Well, they, last year they were like, hey, you want to come down for NXT? And I'm like, yeah. And that was it. <laughs> Nine months later, you know, uh, um, November, I was done with them shortly after. Uh, um, I hadn't worked for them. Uh, I worked for them like for nine months. And then, uh, and that was middle or end of October. And then after that, 
um, about a month and a half went by, and then I did the stuff on Raw, so the main roster. So I don't know um, if you know I would do more NXT or if I'm completely done with NXT, you know, because I've done some of the main roster. So, but I I really enjoy working with them, and it's kind of like a handshake deal. Yeah, you know. And so I enjoy that because it allows me to do other things and they know I'm, you know, um, I'm not a troublemaker. So I represent the, the company well, you know, um, so if they do put me on their TV, you know, they know I'm not going to cause trouble, you yeah. know, so. Do you think at this point in your career that you would, you would uh, sign up to do another like full WWE run where you were like on, you know, doing house shows and on TV? A lot. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I wouldn't uh, mind doing. Um, it all depends, you know. So um, the schedule I can handle. It's not a big deal. I love the overseas trips, you know. It's just, it's a lot of fun because they just give you an itinerary, you know, what time the bus leaves, so you don't have to worry about renting cars, this or that. So that that's, I like uh, going overseas because they kind of, you know, um, because you don't want... <laughs> 30 or 40 guys trying to get around over there because nobody will be at the show on time. Half the roster will be stuck in a different country because they took the wrong turn <laughs> on the <laughs> Autobahn. So they, so they have to go, okay, everybody stay in this place and we're going to go here, go, go there. Yeah, I mean, they, they give you like, uh, you know, a couple couple itineraries every hour just to make sure, you know, there's no excuse why you're late or why you didn't uh, make the bus, you know, on time, and, yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah, they're always fun, and plus you're, you know, you pack in, you know, a week or two at a time, so, you know, that's nice. I don't mind going on the road, but, yeah, I could, I can handle a full-time schedule. Now, you just, uh, you started your own promotion, um, and I was wondering... What were the uh, what made you decide to finally start your own promotion, and what do you think the difference is for you between wrestling and now promoting? Well, I think uh, um, I think uh, you know to be you have to know uh, all the parts of wrestling. You know, I think um, the more you know, the better. You know, um, you know to book to promote to to running your own show, to making money, to losing money. You know, um, basically how it started is I did a couple uh, shows at uh, at my church a couple of, uh, 2009 and 2010. They were fun, but they were kind of like throw a flyer together, do the show, and, you know, get everybody to work for free. And So, you know, a couple of years went by, and I'm like, every year I'm like, I got to do another show, I got to do another show, and I wanted to make it an annual thing, and then, Basically, in September of uh, 2014, I'm like, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, we're going to have a show in September of 2014. And it was uh, it was a success. And then, uh, you know, because I like doing them during the week because, you know, the talent usually isn't working, you know, shows. So uh, a lot of independent talent. And uh, so anyways, it was, it was really good. And then someone came up to me and they're like, Hey, so and so hurt his back, and blah, blah blah. I really need some help, and I'm like, all right. So I found a VFW hall in Westland, and they're like, we'd love to have you. You know, we've had some wrestling promotions here before, and, and we'd like to have you. And so, anyways, um, 
worked out a little deal with him, and then that was successful, and we did about 300 people, and that was a Thursday night, you know, and the, the church show did 300 in the gymnasium on a Thursday night, and then uh, I think it was after that, I think I did one in March for my 20th anniversary of wrestling. We did 300 people there, and that was for the hall, a benefit for the hall, and then um, I think we named it Brawl for the Hall, which was awesome. And then uh, the guy that hurt his back is Skull Gans. So uh, we we had it Brawl for Skull. And then the, the church show was Brawl for it all. So there's a lot of brawling going on. It's kind of like a running gag. you know. And there for a while, the shows, we'd uh, find a way to take out Truth Martini. Kind of like on South Park, how they always killed Kenny. It's like, oh, they killed Kenny, you know, and then... It was like Truth would always, he was always booked in the main event, but we'd find a way to take him out of the main event. <laughs> and then Bradford, handsome Johnny Bradford, he would always fill in for him. You know, <laughs> it was great. It was, it was, it was, you had to be very creative. So then uh, after that, we did another church show. So I like to do two uh, uh, church shows a year. And then, um, yeah, the, the, we had the first annual, uh, Gary Warnchek Commissioner's Cup, which was like a, battle, a Royal Rumble match at the end, which was a lot of fun. And we did, uh, I think, like 370 on that show. And then we just did another one this past September um, at the church. It was a Wednesday night, and we did, I think, uh, 450 was paid, I think, or 470 paid. So, I mean, and then after that, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to run my own show. You know, pay all the talent, you know, normal pay, all that stuff. And that was uh, November 18th. You know, geeked up for it, and I broke even. <laughs> so I was like, all right, that's good. Technically, I lost money because I bought banners for the show, and I, you know, paid to film it for DVD and all that stuff. So, I mean, I lost money, but as far as the talent and all that, the, the stuff I, uh, you know, the stuff I could, I don't count the DVDs and, you know, and all that other stuff. So, Speaking of which, we but, actually, we've, uh, we've watched the, the DVD for the uh, November 18th show. And I have to say, I, uh, I thought the, the commentary, you know, the, the wrestling obviously is really good. Um, and, and just the overall pr- presentation uh, of the DVD, you know, like the old school uh, uh, promos about the match before the match from the, from the two guys fighting and like the, the commentary was real good, and the 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 whoever at you know whoever edited like the the different camera angles together was like really well timed. It was it was really well made, and I wanted to let you know that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah really I, I, uh, I'm glad you guys had the opportunity to watch it. Um, yeah, and it, it's one of those things where you know the uh, Victor Trevolante he does Tommy Dreamers uh, commentating, and then uh, Scott Demore he's uh, you know, and I think they they work well together. And it's enjoyable to watch, and I think that's very important, you know. So, um, but yeah, they've uh, done the two shows. I actually just did another show at the for a VFW hall that they they needed some money, so we did at the junior high. And uh, yeah, I haven't watched that show back, but um, yeah, they they say it went well, and you know, I I, I got uh, as far as the uh, commentating, you know, and uh, it's. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing it for that and watching the other matches. But also, you have to book a show that makes sense and tells a story from start to finish and allow it all to come together at the end, you know? So, 
but yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely uh, it's fun, it's interesting, and it's a lot of work. You know, putting out flyers, promoting it. And, you know, because nobody's going to show if they don't know it's there. You know, right. You know, we've we've been talking about your promotion here for a few minutes, and we haven't actually plugged what it is. Uh, so it's Insane Wrestling Revolution for all those listening. Um, so just I wanted to get that out there. I didn't want to talk about it all this time and not actually tell people oh, yeah. what it is yeah. and where to find it. And, and besides, you know, whenever they see you at a booking, you always seem to have a couple of these copies of DVDs at your table. Is there any place online that they could order the DVD? Um, I not really order the DVDs, but um, if uh, we do have a website, it's called IWR Detroit. I know it was under construction, but um, I think it's up now. Um, I have a gentleman that's working on that. But, yeah, what what I'd like to do is um, I'd like to start doing shows at schools, like for boosters and stuff like that. And basically all it is is a promotion. I keep ticket prices really cheap, uh, like $5 for kids and 7 for adults. The church one, because everybody's working for free, it's just 5 across the board. But um, what happens is, you know, it's like... For a family of four, if they want to go to the show, you know, like the church shows, it's $20. You know, and it's straight wrestling. So, like, whenever you say church show, you might start thinking, oh, it has a church message. No, no, no. You know, it, the money goes towards the church, which, you know, the church is a very important part of the community because they collect food for other, you know, for people in need. Even if they don't belong to a church or believe in a religion, if they're in need, and like, say, if I go to that church and say, hey, they need some food, they need some help, they give them food, you know, and they give them help, and, you know, sometimes they may need help with a bill, you know, and they'll help them out, like a gas bill in the wintertime. So, you know, the the church is a very, uh, um, helps the community a lot, you know, the whole community. So, but uh, the, the shows we do, it has nothing to do with, like, a church message and all that stuff. So, I mean, like a family of four can go there for $20 and you can eat, like buy a hot dog for like a dollar. I mean, it's really cheap. And that's, that's the whole thing with the promotion. It's kind of like a, a working man's promotion. You know, it's like, because I mean, a lot of us are underpaid, you know, and if you can go someplace and get a good entertainment for next to nothing, you know, you, you appreciate it. So it's, that's, that's the kind of gimmick behind IWR. It's like, you know, prices are kept low, so everybody can participate if they want, you know. Because there's nothing worse to look at your kid when they want to go to wrestling. Yeah, we can't afford it, you know, because I was that kid, you know, so. Yeah, but you, anyways. You book a lot of the, uh, the greater local town around Detroit for those shows, too, don't you? Pull a lot of the, the hardworking indie guys here in Detroit, which is nice. Oh, yeah, there's so much talent here in Detroit, you know, and it's just like, you know, so how can you not? And that's another thing I like working independent shows because I like helping the promoters out, too. One thing you have to do is you have to start on time and you have to finish at a reasonable hour. You know, like the shows I do during the week, we start at 7.30, we're done by 9, you know. So if a match runs over... And if there's a match that wasn't promoted, if we have to cut that, we just cut that, you know. So, or if all the matches go, you know, and we're not over, you know, um, nine o'clock. I mean, if you're over a few minutes, one uh, one show we're shy five minutes, one show we're over I think seven minutes, you know. So as long as you know, in 
you know, you can still get your kid home and in bed and, you know, good night of, you know, sleep for school the next day. So, and then like on weekends and stuff, I really, really, you know, um, stress to promoters. That's very important, you know, cause you want the fans, you know, not spending five hours at a show, you know, getting there, you know, watching the show, getting home, you know, cause five hours, it's like work day. That's a big <laughs> <You know? laughs> And, and you had to pay for it, not get paid for it. You yeah. know, I, I mean, I usually feel exhausted after a three-hour raw. So I, you know, it's just like <laughs> it's a it's a long time. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we're we're actually coming up on the end of uh, the we're coming close to the end of the show here. Uh, we I think we yeah. all talked a little bit longer than we thought we would, which is fu- totally fine. But I yeah, wanted yeah, before right. before we let you go, um, just for for anyone who's like um, you know uninitiated with uh, so like for example. Um, our Twitter valet, uh, Tabitha, is, um, you know, she's a more recent wrestling <laughs> fan. So, you know, if we if we wanted if we wanted her to, like, <laughs> she's mad that I'm calling her out. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, I wanted to show her, you know, Rhino 101. Like, I want to get on the WWE Network. Like, what are some of the, what are some of your favorite matches that you've been into that I could, you know, that we could show the, the uninitiated? A lot of the uh, aligned stuff, you know. And, I mean, if you're a wrestling fan... I mean, the network is, you know, I mean, it's if gold. you ever watched wrestling, you know, the, the network is, you know, is, I mean, you can't beat it, really, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I would probably say stuff from the uh, um, the invasion angle. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, so like right when uh, when the ECW guys came over to uh to Yeah, WWE. or ECW stuff, yeah. You guys so, were. I'll, okay. <laughs> tell you something really funny. Uh, Tommy Dreamer's House of Hardcore. They're very first uh, um, show. I worked with Sammy Callahan, and uh, you know we had a pretty aggressive, intense match. And Winter um, was calling the match, right, with uh, Victor and another guy. And uh, anyways, she afterwards she goes, "Oh wow, that was really intense." Because I did the second rope. Pile driver, the rhino driver. Oh yeah, and uh, she like in the commentating, you could tell she was like a little nervous. She's like, "Come on, guys!" And uh, it was great because after the match, you know, and after the show, she goes, "That was intense." They go, "Oh, I used to do it back in the day all the time." You know, <laughs> like I tried to act cool. You know, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. tried to act like you know Greco or uh, Rico Suave, right? I, yeah. I used to do it back in the day all the time. You know, we're kicking it old school tonight. You know, yeah, I'm cool. I'm intense, but <laughs> yeah. But I tried to come across like that, but you know, come across dorkish like. <laughs> I mean, you've wrestled. For pretty much every major promotion out there, and you've wrestled all over the world. But who's some of the favorite people you've wrestled against? And given the all-time favorite match? Oh, geez, uh, Booker and I—we had a great match. Um, it was overseas. It was uh, when I was with TNA, and it was a live event. That's why I always stress to people: if you're on the fence about going to the show, go to the show. Because chances are, if you don't, you're going to say, "Oh man, you're going to hear about it from your buddies that did go." And you'll probably miss something special, you know. So live events when WWE rolls through town, of course, it's an independent show, you know. Uh, go. I mean, in independent, you know, the attendance is up. You know, um, I mean, it's just the last couple of years have been really, really good. 
you know, and uh, I, I don't know as far as the other promotions, how, uh, if their attendance is the same or up or, or what, but, um, yeah, yeah, live wrestling is, is, uh, just definitely, uh, um, fun, you know. Can't beat it. You can't yeah. beat it. I mean, that's why we're all here. We're, we're, yeah. you know, I, uh, t- told us because you don't know what you're gonna miss. You know, you might yeah. have a great match like Booker and I had. So, but anyways, well, and I, I was uh, one of the stories I was telling the show is that I, I had never been to a live event, and I had like kind of grown out of like stopped watching wrestling a little bit like around the time I turned like 19 or 20, and then mm-hmm. Will, Will the, the one of the other hosts here, him and I were roommates, and. Uh, he we we decided to get he found out I had never been so we decided to just go the next time it was in Detroit for for shits and giggles and that happened to be the 2009 uh, Royal Rumble we went to that and I haven't missed a live I haven't missed a WWE event since <laughs> that's that's come to Detroit and now with these XICW oh, yeah. they're shows great. they're, they're great. awesome too can I just say that the XICW show at the Imperial House okay that was the first time that I went the to last any one? any yeah, yeah it was first time i've been to any live wrestling event ever i've just watched it on tv for years i am so i know right i'm horrible but i i am so addicted now like after i saw that live and i mean you know rhino versus hardcore holly and and i oh, get out of here that was amazing you know what i'm saying like as soon as i saw that i'm like and everyone you still got like the energy in that whole place was so awesome you know i mean it, it was that I'm, I'm hooked from now on guaranteed i will be front row center at every single one yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we can get you out to an IWR show because, you know, the energy, the atmosphere is really something special, you know. And, uh, and the cool thing about it is, like, when I run the Westland uh, VFW Hall, they have an open bar where, uh, you know, you can go there and have a beer with your buddy. You know, I mean, nothing gets out of hand. People are very respectful, you know, and the kids are there. So they'll yell some silly stuff. And it's fun, you know. I, I, this guy that owns a tattoo shop, he dressed up a little bit like Macho Man. The other one, I think, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think I think the adults, the male adults, are bigger uh, kids than the actual kids. You know, you're talking to you're literally talking you know, to a room full of them. Oh, go ahead. You guys are the biggest kids there at the wrestling show. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Especially, yeah, like, but we the were... cool thing about it is, is now that we're adults, we could be kids again and dress up like our favorite wrestlers of the '80s and '90s. And Movie drink quality, beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so and y'all funny things, you know. So, <laughs> so is, are, you, are you on any? Uh, are you on like any that? social media channels that fans could kind of check uh, out to find out your booking dates when you're doing some of these indie shows in the area? Yeah, for sure. Uh, TNA. Space Rhino, everybody, everybody's like TNA Rhino. What? <laughs> I don't know how to change my name on there. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's Facebook TNA Rhino R H I N O, and then um, uh, the Twitter is Rhino R H Y N O three one three. So, uh, when is your next? Do you have a uh, IWR show booked c- coming up? Or? No, but okay. when I do, I will. Uh, I will get with you guys and let you know. But if I, I usually post the flyers on uh, the uh, Facebook page, which okay. is DNA uh, Rhino. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I usually. I'm thinking maybe March in Westland. We're we're working on a show in uh, in Etzel Ford. 
uh, high school for their booster, uh, that would probably be February 25th. But awesome. yeah, there's a lot of loops you have to jump through. Yeah. Uh, the booster really wants to do it, but I mean, you have to have insurance, you have to have uh, like so much stuff, so much paperwork. It's like, I kind of don't want to do it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, really, you're really not making this fun. You know? <laughs> you got to have like a permit through the city, and it's like, Man, I don't want to build a house. I just want to build a ring and some you know, <laughs> memories. You know, you're, you're talking about all this crap. Like, come on, dear one. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make it a program. Yeah. Entertainment. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, but anyways, you, you have to go through some stuff. But hopefully, we raise some money for them. What's some of your um, upcoming bookings you got? We can see you wrestle sometime next couple weekends. Oh, geez. <laughs> it's looking a little scarce, so that's why I'm working on this boat as much as I am. <laughs> no, uh, I don't have my schedule in front of me, but uh, if XICW, I'm usually on all their shows. So uh, if you stay tuned, you know, and look up their website and Facebook page, you know, so I'll be in the Detroit area working with them guys. So it's fun. They're, they're, they're a great group, group of guys uh, to work with. Definitely the best indie shows we've ever been to, XICW shows. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty intense sometimes. So, yeah, I'm glad you guys came out, and I'm glad you guys liked it. And then, uh, yeah, we'll have uh, I'll let you know. Keep me up. Oh, I, think uh-huh. I think we're losing Next you. Time. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm in my house, uh, if I move too far away from the front window, I lose all signal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have that struggle with yeah. 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 my front window right now. I'd be on the porch, but it's too cold. Way out too there. cold. I look really silly because I don't have a shirt on and I'm. <laughs> oh, this is that visual right now. <laughs> it's doing something for me. Yeah, it is. Visual, trust me. <laughs> so, all right, guys, I got to get out of here. Um, thanks again, and then uh, yeah, we'll do this again soon. All right, cool. Yeah, thanks for uh, having thank you. Thanks for coming on. All right, cool. Bye. <laughs> well, that so was that was, awesome. that was uh, <laughs> Rhino, the Man Beast, uh, WWE, TNA, WCW, ECW, uh, alumni. Everywhere. Should we end the show with a gore chant? I think we should. Ready? Oh wait! Before we get to that, we obviously had a lot of stuff on our list that we told you about. We were going to talk about. Um, we we thought Rhino would get sick of us sooner than he did. So um, we really appreciative to uh, Rhino for for talking to us for so long. Um, and you know, obviously, that's more important than us talking about the dirt sheets anyway. So, um, but yeah. So with that being said, we should end with a gore chant. Oh, and stay tuned next week. Real quick, we'll get to whatever we had this yeah, week. We, we, have, we don't have a guest next week, so we will so have plenty of, to talk about. And it will be our Royal Rumble prediction. So Boom. stay tuned to that. All right, on the count of three, or just go? Three, two, <laughs> one. Gore, 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 gore. <laughs> oh, we that's all give you the end of this. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. That's good. Yeah. Dream. All right, see you guys. This is a previously recorded episode.